0: Hey everyone, I'm Angela.
1: And I'm Andy.
0: And welcome to The Magistream, a podcast for Majestans, by Majestans. Note that the podcast The Magistream is not to be confused with the in-game Magistream, a wave of living magic that refreshes a Majestan's health and abilities at sunrise.
1: On this episode of The Magistream, death, forced permanent death, Undeath and questions about life after and perhaps in the face of death.
2: People don't understand it. They say I'm too old to believe in magic. Your only limit is what you can imagine. So come and listen, la 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 la. If you're still dreaming of your last plot. After Game Ends, do you feel lost? Are you worried we forgot you? Introducing the magistream. Come ascribe in anything. Be your bridge between the games. People don't understand it. They say I'm too old to believe in magic. The only limit is what you can imagine. So come and listen, la 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 la. So come and listen, la 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 la.
0: Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkest thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me. From rest and sleep, which by thy pictures be much pleasure. Then from thee much more must flow, And soonest our best men with thee do go, Rest of their bones and souls delivery. Thou art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, And dost with poison, war, and sickness dwell, And or charms can make a- us sleep as well. And better than thy stroke, why swill'st thou then? One short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. That was uh, one of John Donne's holy sonnets, uh, sonnet number 10, hmm. called Death Be Not Proud. Uh, for those of you who don't know, John Donne uh, was the poet who inspired the name Dunshire. For uh the UK at Magistry. And I just have to say, we had that name long before Parks and Rec used it to make <laughs> the fake game the Cones of Dunshear.
1: I uh I haven't seen Parks and Rec, but uh like when I tell people sometimes that I play lots of board games, they're like, Oh like uh whatever the cones of Dunshear and Parks and Rec, <laughs> I'm like Um Slightly more coherent than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when uh when Parks and Rec came out and, and They called it the the cones of Dunshire. Paul and I just looked at each other and we're like, we had that so long ago. (laughs) That's our name. (laughs)
1: It's a nice name.
0: It is. So Andy, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite incarnations.
1: (laughs) One one of one of your top two favorite incarnations? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think I even I even found a way to sneak dream in there too. So we'll be talking about repose and death. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah. You couldn't tell it. I, I, I'm imagining this being like a three-hour-long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, well, probably not, but that's all right. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we have a bunch of different aspects of death in today's podcast, um, and we're going to talk about uh, a whole bunch of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, so first off, um, for our LARP theory segment, we're going to talk about forced permanent character death. Um, this is a
0: hot button topic.
1: Yes, magistry does not have it, uh, but why do some LARPs use forced permanent character death?
0: I mean, the very obvious reason is that it's like the ultimate negative consequence, right? Sure. Like it's you lose when you when you die, you lose, um, and yep. especially in forced permanent character death, like everything that you you know. That you've worked for or that you're you know all of the skill points that you've earned all of the brown i guess not you know all the brownie points but all the skill points like Mm -hmm. they're gone in that character
1: it raises the stakes
0: yeah and it it just it provides a very real very tangible and very Mm -hmm. like prominent loss of of something and in in this case you know time mostly (laughs) yeah and then there's the you know, the whole realism aspect of forced permanent character death uh, and the fear that comes along with it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if in, in a world where you have to many times pretend to be afraid of somebody in a mask wielding a buffer weapon, yeah. um, you know, when you have this ultimate consequence, like it does bring an aspect of fear into the game that is maybe sometimes a little bit hard to...
1: To, to achieve of. with with seasoned players sometimes, yeah, yeah,
0: um, and then there's also the idea that it helps to keep the player levels at the game balanced, so you have turnover for so newer people can step up to leader leadership positions, and you know veteran players can start uh, you know back at the bottom or whatever, yeah can you think of any other things
1: I mean it 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 raises the stakes and it and it can create some 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 epic moments and it it makes it so that no one is ever truly safe and uh it can it can give some some degree of of unpredictability and and keep sure. people on their toes um but we we don't have forced uh character death that's permanent um in Magistry. and uh what no. what are the how did that come about? Like, what are the reasons that Magistry doesn't have that?
0: So we used to, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was a thing that we we used to do. We used to have forced permanent character death at Magistry, but since we've kind of uh, grown up as a game, and you know, we've been around for a long time. This is like mm-hmm. our thirteenth year. Yeah, and it's just, Jeez. in our opinion, in our opinion, the benefits that we talked about, you know, just just a, a minute ago. Really aren't necessarily true or don't have to be true, um, and the detriments of forcing somebody into permanent character retirement or permanent character death—at um, least from what we've noticed—have had kind of a, a negative impact on game. And mm. at our game, like we kind of feel like the story that's experienced by our players or that's experienced by you know an individual. Is way more important than creating a setting where, like, the realism of the game depends on some characters, you know, drawing short straws. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the the story is much more important than the 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 the, in in some cases, like, chance consequences of death. Yeah. Um. I haven't played
1: other other LARPs, but from what I understand, Majesty is a very story-heavy game. Yeah. Um, compared compared to other LARPs. Uh, yeah,
0: and I mean, and there are stories where you do want your character to die. Like everyone sure. loves the the story of Boromir, right? But sure. not everyone wants to be Boromir. Sure. Like, sure. Just just people... Sean Bean. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, you know, and some people want to be the Legolas, and they, they want mm-hmm. to be the the Aragorn. You know, and they uh, they're not going to enjoy it as much if they do end up. Like Boromir, even if it's a glorious death, like they're like, well, that kind of sucked. Like, I was forced into that. Um, yeah. So, in a game like Magistry, where we are flexible with almost everything else, we want to kind of extend that into our death system um, yeah. and make it so that if you, you know, that you get to choose when your character's life is completely over. Um, yeah. And, and there's you know, some people get, who
1: like to do that. Who, yeah, who, who like to have like the big dramatic self sacrifices, but like most players, like like most actors, are are not Sean Bean and and aren't willing, don't want to take those roles where they're not gonna get to complete the story that they had envisioned, or not willing to you know to um, step out at, in a, in a blaze of to, to go out in a blaze of glory. Um,
0: right. Yeah, and I think like the other thing is like our you know. W- we're very good as a staff at when players do want to go out in a blaze of glory. Um, you know, oh, we, yeah. we're we're good at helping to give that character like a memorable and noble and glorious death. Yeah, And absolutely. it kind of makes them a big damn hero, allows mm-hmm. them to take their place in the history of the world, and uh, you know. So if that's how you want to go out, yeah, I mean, let us know. We can we can help make that happen, but we're never going to force that on you. Right. Only you can make that decision.
1: Right, you're not going to have your character die permanently from a random group of skeletons at three in the morning when you're on your way to your bunk and then you're just never seen again, and
0: yeah it's like, oh. yeah, like that that's always kind of you know. It's one thing to die in a, in a blaze of glory, like in a big final battle and die permanently. And that's cool, you know, but mm-hmm. that you do have those 3 a.m. skeletons that catch you on the way to the privy or something. And there's no one else around and you just bleed out ignobly in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and
1: and dying like that can make a great story, but not if that's the end of the story.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, from what we've seen, the... The benefits or whatever that that people do choose when they do choose force permanent character death at their games, at our game they just don't outweigh the uh, what we think are the sure. uh, the negatives like driving people away from game. We've seen it at our game, just a, not too often, but we have seen it, and we've seen it at a lot of other LARPs that we've played and been a part of too. Mm-hmm. Um, now that said, doesn't mean that there aren't consequences to dying. Sure. Like, we're not we're not taking away the fact that dying should be a big deal. Um, and so we've updated our death system to make it so that the more someone dies, or the more, like, if someone powerful dies, the more powerful they are when they die, the higher the chance that they're going to receive a detriment to their character that's going to make them less powerful in the long run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, so if your character dies so many times that... You would have permanently died under our old system, then the penalties that were that you'll get on your character are going to be pretty severe, um right. which you know entices people to yeah, to it, have gives their characters. A, it gives you characters
1: it gives you that interesting choice of well, do I want to keep going and keep playing this character with this this detriment, or do I want to you know find a way to resolve my characters? Stories and 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 see an end to the character, and then play something else. But it, it gives you it gives that choice to the player. It keeps it in in their hands. Um, right. Like you can yes, you can keep playing this character, but there will be this cost.
0: Right. And I think that's important too. Like I just like the idea that no one else at the game can decide when it's time for your character mm. to for you to stop playing your character. Sure. Like that just sits well with me. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then there's like the the whole thing that there are just some characters that aren't going to die or will die very rarely, whether it's because they get resed all the time um or whether it's just because they you know don't go see death or they they always are managing to get out of the way or something and so like a system that that has like i don't know a system that that has a permanent force you know first permanent character death like it just seems like it rewards the people greatly for you know who don't die and punishes the people who do die so you know it just seems like there's going to be like a greater disparity um between players and it it also means that like you're going to have people that just avoid deadly encounters altogether because they don't want I mean, to I mean
1: I I kind of do that but I don't do it because I'm trying to avoid death. I just, I just don't, Rabin just doesn't want to get in, in fisticuffs necessarily <laughs> with, with some monsters.
0: Yeah, sure. But I mean, I, I, and I, I think that that's true of a lot of people and, you know, just because you don't go on a deadly mod doesn't mean that like, you know, you're trying to, to cheat death or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but You know, we've seen that it kind of ups the chances of that happening. They're like, "Oh, this is this is a shadow mod in the shadow realm, and we only have like a ten percent chance of escaping." Sure. Maybe I won't go. Yeah. Um, And eh, whatever, but I think that if you if you know that the only way that you're going to die permanently is if you decide to do it, then Mm -hmm. it kind of, you know, changes that a little bit.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it's important to to give people choices and relevant choices choices that matter and and allow certain things to be especially when it comes to like personal things about their character to be their decision yeah Um.
0: because people put a lot of like time and effort and Mm. money into their characters yep like and and it i i just can't imagine like if i spent you know 250 on my character costume yeah. And, you know, I went into a game and I, I died two games. And, and you know, like we talked about in the last mm. podcast, uh, you know, both of us like making up really good backstories. And that takes time, too. Yeah. So, like, you put yeah. all this time and energy into a player or into a PC. And then all of a sudden you're like, nope, sorry, you died. You can't play that character anymore. Like, that would be enough for me to be like, well, all right. I guess, guess that was fun while it lasted. But I don't know if I'm going to waste time putting another character together yeah yeah yeah. but it's different when you get to make that choice you know you're like oh i'm tired of playing this character so i'm gonna make a new character and you know let let brie go out in a blaze of goatkin glory (laughs) or what have you but yeah and i think that uh a lot of people do say that one of the biggest things about not having permanent you know forced permanent death is the fear factor it's like well mm-hmm. well then death isn't scary anymore it's like really like that death is the the worst thing that you can think of that can happen to your character <laughs> there are
1: there, there are some much worse things than death <laughs> that can happen to your character at majesty
0: yeah yeah and i think that like it, it allows and, and that's the to be yeah that's the benefits creative.
1: and and the trade-off for, like if you have a, a like a narrative heavy game where there are things that can happen that are far worse than death um mm-hmm. like just writing people out of the story kind of randomly if they've if they've uh achieved a certain number of deaths or or if they rolled poorly on their you know the effects that that could happen for death like that can it can disrupt the story it's not anyone's choice it's not mm-hmm. even necessarily the staff's choice or the character's choice and right. um giving the character like narrative choices about things, what are they willing to, to sacrifice to stay alive or for other various things, I think is a much better way to go.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, and like I said, as far as like the realism aspect goes, it's like, come on guys, we're all playing pretend here. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, true. that's true, that's true. It's not a um, I, I, And we do eye. try to have an immersive atmosphere, so yeah. I, I hate to like kind of... Be that flipping about it well there's a the different there's a the difference
1: between immersion and 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 realism like there's yeah. there's like in game explanations for why death isn't isn't permanent so it it's consistent and it's in universe
0: right. yeah yeah exactly
1: it doesn't have to be real it doesn't have to be the same explanation for how death works. I mean, it's obviously not going to be the same explanation for how death actually works because we don't necessarily know the explanation, <laughs> and even if we did, we wouldn't really be able to implement it in a in a in a LARP.
0: Right. Exactly. So yeah, I think I think that's a good distinction that realism is different from immersion, um, and yeah, it's like it's just it's a factor that I don't think is necessary to have a a good death system and to have a. Mm-hmm. a you know a fearful or a, a feared death system. Um, yeah. so. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts and that's majesty's thoughts on forced permanent death. Um and yeah, I I think it's great. I think it's great that you can you can make the decision on on how and when you want your character to die and no one is going to take that from you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of people taking things from you, I don't know if that's a good segue into, <laughs> into nah, undead. Nah. For our next segment,
1: <laughs> our next segment is Monster Manifesto. We're going to be talking about uh, undead, the the other side of death, um, and uh, In the, face the types of creatures, of the types of creatures that that magistry has for that. Um
0: You actually have a common man's guide to the undead yes. in the Majestic Messenger.
1: Yes, part one. There's part there's no one. part two yet, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. undead, so I I, I I paced myself and didn't try to talk <laughs> about them all in one in one article.
0: Yeah, there's uh undead are so much fun to kind of play around with at Magistry. because um, you can kinda of make so many different different variations on the mm-hmm. the more common undead that there are yeah, out there. Yeah, sure. So let's talk about some of the more common undead. Sure. Uh, we have, uh, I think, the the three that you're gonna see the most at game. And these are, are the ones that I
1: talked about in my common man's guide too. Or the yeah, yeah the s- zombies, skeletons, and ghouls.
0: Yep. Uh, and as a general rule, you can kind of assume that these were raised or created by a necromancer. Um, though zombie rot does, you know, make fresh zombies. (laughs) Yep. So, you know, you can have that kind of disease aspect to it. Um, so zombies, we have lots of different kinds of zombies at Magistry. Uh, we got the fast zombies, the really slow zombies, the really, uh, I want to say vital, but that doesn't seem like a good word to, <laughs> to describe
1: High-functioning zombies.
0: High-functioning. <laughs> High um, yeah, for the most part, most of these zombies are, you know, fresh corpses that were rent from their graves by a necromancer and forced to do his bidding on the world. Uh, like we said, there's a bunch of different varieties. And for the most part, they can't talk. Mm-hmm. But they do grow in a bunch. Yeah. Um, with, a, with, a,
1: with the proper spells, you can communicate with them. With, speak with dead. Sure. Um, but, Doesn't
0: mean they have to talk to you. It right. It just means they can. It just means that they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. true.
1: That's a distinction that some people forget, and then they're like, oh, right. <laughs> Sometimes you find out that they're just a jerk.
0: <laughs> it's true. But even if you don't have the spell, like whatever gross, awful sounds that are created by air moving through the rotted, fleshy remains of once their vocal cords um, are kind of what how zombies communicate. That and biting on you a bunch. Mm -hmm. But they like to eat people. They have a a general craving for human flesh. Um, I really like it when we uh I uh, it was like I don't know if it was last event or the event before, but we definitely did a big zombie horde attack and I it was perfect. I think it I was think that was say. during
1: Isley. Yeah, so
0: yeah. Sure. So I don't it was remember the if that last was last event. event Okay. And uh there was one point where we got Sebastian down and there was like five zombies. <laughs> just like on just eating on him and he was just like ah like his whole body was shaking <laughs> we were, we were he's, all... he's good at
1: role playing that kind of stuff
0: oh, uh, he is he is and uh magento too definitely got yeah. uh add on by a bunch of zombies they're a lot of fun to play i like zombies a lot yeah because <clears throat> you know you don't have to like have a bunch of skills you just got to keep going
1: <laughs> hmm mm-hmm
0: and And just wait for the moment when the town runs out of turn undeads, yeah, um, my other favorite undead to play, I don't get to play them very often, but they're ghouls,
1: yeah you make a scary ghoul,
0: <laughs> I love playing ghouls, ghouls are so sneaky Ugh. um they are they are super quick and they have like a lot of dodges um and uh they they're. They like to lurk around the edges of battles. They're not the yeah. type of creature that goes in to the uh, the battle and tries to fight you straight on. They're going to creep up behind you, and then they're going to paralyze you and then drag yeah. you into the darkness. Yeah, Oh, and... you, you and Pete <laughs>
1: die make the best-slash-worst ghouls to, 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 <laughs> to deal with.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> there is a time at game that is usually called ghoul o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I usually have time to go out and be a ghoul. <laughs> and it's fun. Until Raynan gets involved.
1: Hmm. <laughs> he's 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 good at dealing with ghouls there.
0: Yeah. I guess he is. Um ghouls generally, you know, don't make a whole lot of sounds except for quiet growling and then down.
1: feasting sounds <laughs>
0: And feasting sounds i have to say one of my favorite experiences with a ghoul was not at at Magistry. it was at another larp that um i play or i used to play i don't play so much anymore unfortunately mm-hmm. um but uh jeff mitchell minister oliver was npcing and he caught me Oh, my gosh! I was waiting for uh one of my friends in who was talking to another undead inside one of the buildings, and I was just waiting outside and um Jeff Mitchell's ghoul caught me like I was standing <laughs> like just outside that circle of light where the yeah. that the door creates you know <laughs> on the ground, and he paralyzed me and i'm I'm there, and he's eating me, and I'm paralyzed and i I'm like literally ten feet from my friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like I can't do anything about it. It was pretty great. Maybe that's why I like ghouls cool so much. Uh what else do we got?
1: Uh skeletons. Yeah. Um those are less fresh than than um zombies, although they sometimes still have have flesh on them. Um, yeah. and uh they're generally better fighters than zombies, quicker. Some zombies can be quick, but skeletons are usually quicker. Um they're also much more likely to have um like weapons, shields, armor. Oh yeah. Um and be like well equipped by the necromancers that made them. They don't usually make noise. Um although sometimes um they make hissing or teeth chattering noises.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make skeleton noises that can be heard. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah and like you said in the um in like the common man's guide like zombies sometimes are might have like can can get hit a lot more than skeletons yeah but skeletons generally have a little bit more oomph to their hits yeah or to their to their actual when they're hit. and generally fight a bit
1: more defensively too like they'll actually have a weapon instead of just fists or clubs and they'll be more likely to parry and and, uh, and just block stuff with their, with their weapon or shield, dodge yeah. a little bit, as opposed to just stand there, and just go... <laughs> hey, hey, hey.
0: Yeah, yeah. So those are the things that you're most likely going to encounter mm-hmm. on a common night uh, at Magistry. So. But then we move into the more intelligent undead, yeah. including things like the vampires
1: yeah those are less likely to be created by a like a necromancer unless they themselves are necromancers. They're more likely to be created by um ritual magics or other unnatural magics or procedures
0: yeah I was trying to think of like alchemy
1: sometimes too creates some weird but like yeah.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of, like, I was like, well, you know, I guess vampires aren't necessarily created by rituals, but I'm like, no, there's a very ritualistic way in which they do it, and maybe Mm. it's not, like, you know, ritual circle, but there is, like, a a ritual involved in how they create other vampires. Yeah. Um,
1: Not all rituals have to have circles.
0: That's true. That's true. They help, though. They they help a lot. (laughs) Um, And there's also, like liches and dire elves um i can't really think of a whole heck of a lot of other intelligent undead off the top of my head right now uh banshees oh that's true they banshees are weird i'm not sure that we ever like they they are undead Mm -hmm. but they're like a weird kind of undead because like in in um you know, real world mythology. Like Banshees are fake creatures in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Mm -hmm. So like, but again, and then sometimes they're not, sometimes they're like ghostly creatures. So I don't know if we've rectified exactly, but yeah, I guess they would count as intelligent undead. Um, But yeah, just like, you know, just like people, intelligent undead run the gamut of power levels, Mm -hmm. depending on how old they are you know, I guess how old they are based on their creation, like, date. Um, yeah. And also probably on the method and power level of their creators. Like, if the incarnation of evil makes a lich, it's probably going to be more powerful than if, like, yeah. you know, Joe Schmo Necromancer decides he wants to make a lich or whatever. Yeah. Um, and th-
1: these intelligent undead are, for the most part, evil. Although... Yeah. They're... There is a bit of a spectrum, but like they're not necessarily all pure evil. Like you might all
0: vampires are evil, Rybin.
1: Okay, yeah, but like, <laughs> the, you might be able to to some might be more willing to work with you than than other ones and liches too. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> work with work with the town on a couple of occasions.
0: Yeah, and like evil. So most like creation processes for undead say, you know, by the power of evil. Yeah. And just because you're evil doesn't mean you're not smart. Right. <laughs> like, right.
1: They are intelligent undead. That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. So if if like if they work with you, they might still be evil. Yeah. They're just That's probably true. doing it for their own for their own interests. <clears throat> yeah. Um Yeah, and so then there's like some special undead that have different characteristics about them. That uh are you know and we, we usually come up with these every now and again, for example, the waylaid, do
1: mm-hmm. you know what those are yeah oh, okay. those are um <clears throat> the town doesn't always call them the waylaid, but they they're the they're the back to the wall guys that that <laughs> that they are pretty much invulnerable unless you hit them from behind, uh, right, but they are I believe the unde- I don't know how exactly they're created, but they're people who were were robbed um before they were killed or when they were killed and so if you if they if you give them money i think that if they get how much however much money that they were robbed then they'll they'll go away so sometimes it's a little sometimes it's a lot so sometimes it's worth giving them a few coppers or a silver or two to to see if they'll go away and be at peace but sometimes it takes more than that so
0: yeah, and they're they're pretty feisty. Yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> we also have Night Ghouls, which uh we don't have those out an awful lot, but every now and again we do. Have you seen a Night Ghoul?
1: I'm not sure that I have.
0: Oh. They uh they make people very sad before they kill them.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that. It's possible that I've I've seen one but I've never Met one face to face or face to back (laughs) so to speak
0: yeah uh and then we have like perfects which we don't have too much of anymore since project dead man is yeah has been driven into the ground and kind of stamped out but Mm -hmm. perfects used to be the undead that were nigh indistinguishable from the living
1: Mm -hmm. project dead man also made ultimates as well which were not very distinguishable from the living, but also very because powerful. Because they were
0: touched by the abyss. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of any other special undead off the top of my head. Either.
1: Um, aren't most or all liminals? One of them is dead, and one of them is undead. So that's like kind of a weird case.
0: Well, one of them is usually. Oh, that that's tough. Or, like, or, or dead. I think...
1: it's not. Maybe they're not undead, but they're dead. Well, but they're dead. So I don't, I don't know if like they really count as undead one is dead and one is alive yeah, yeah, I think that
0: just makes them a liminal I don't know if I would I guess this you, not could, you really could go undead. and ask a liminal Be like, hey, do you consider yourselves undead? Or yourself <laughs> undead? <laughs> and see what comes out of that that's good, I know a liminal, I
1: might be willing to ask that actually But um, that's, that's, that's a topic for another, another episode, I guess
0: The liminal's and nose <laughs> um, So no, yeah
1: just more liminals as opposed <laughs> oh, to Oh,
0: sure, sure <laughs> As opposed to the those that As you've developed. As opposed to
1: undead, or, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I have like I know a ton of them. I know a couple.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, perhaps you've been hearing about this undead and and worrying about what if you become undead. Well, hmm. aside from being raised when when a necromancer's around, which can happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's also a disease called zombie rot. Um at game and it's a, it's a pretty standard disease. It's in the rule book. Uh yeah. and it's one of those diseases that, you know, you should have a, a a knowledge of. And usually we try to send out diseases with actually disease cards so yep. that you can kind of read it. But this one is in the rule book. So even if you don't get a disease card, you can go check out um a rule book in the tavern if Yeah, this are... one
1: won't always have a disease card because once one person gets zombie rot they can spread it to others and so (laughs) unless you send out every zombie with a stack of 10 disease cards there might be times when you might get zombied by a zombie who was zombied by a zombie (laughs) and thus doesn't have an accompanying card to give to you explaining how it works
0: yeah so it's good just to know it um usually it's passed by zombies or people who have been zombied by a zombie by a zombie Mm -hmm. um and like the, the bleed effect in the rulebook, you lose one hit point every three minutes. Um, and once you reach zero hit points, you'll fall unconscious. And then three minutes after that point, you're going to die and instantly rise as a zombie with five hit points. Yep. Um, and so you can receive healing or temporary hit points while you have zombie rot. Uh, but only heal or remove disease will actually remove that disease. Um, and if you touch another person or they touch you while you have zombie rot, guess what? That a person is now now infected at the same power level
1: as the zombie rot that affected you.
0: Right, right. Um, and if you become a zombie from this disease, like after you fall and three minutes after you're unconscious, you're a zombie, you're still carrying the disease. You're still patient zero. Um, and you can still spread it. Which and unless you uh, someone casts like if you're a zombie and someone casts remove disease or heal on you, um, it'll then you're stop no longer you. a
1: carrier for zombie rot.
0: Right, exactly. You're you're still a zombie, but right. you're no longer a contagious.
1: You're zombie. no longer a diseased zombie.
0: Right, which you know is bad for for zombie you because mm-hmm. as zombie you the disease actually heals you. Um, uh, like so when so you're you, you heal ahead.
1: a hit point every three minutes, but if removed disease gets cast on you, then you stop healing a hit point yes. every three minutes? Uh.
0: If, you're, if zombie you stops uh, healing if, gotcha. they, if they cast Remove disease. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's how that works. It's pretty simple. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's fun. Of course, I like games like Pandemic and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting to me. To kind of see how that works out.
1: Whenever um, I play Pandemic, I pretend that we're fighting zombies, <laughs> like, rather than rather than fighting diseases that are, that are spreading across the map. I pretend yeah. that it's zombies that you're that you're fighting.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and actually, rather than the, rather than gonna... the medic
1: like curing all the diseases in a square, they're just like they've got like a shotgun or a machine gun, and they're just like gunning down all the zombies in the area.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this is like I don't know if we talked about this. I think I, I asked this question way back in a different podcast and I said, Don't answer it yet, don't answer it yet. Wait till uh, Okay. The uh so if you if you one of your friends was infected, like you you had just you had just gone through like a, a whole zombie fight yeah. and you knew one of your friends was infected with zombie rot. Yeah. And uh but you didn't have the means to cure it. Like no one no one around you has got removed disease. No one has heal. Okay. You know this person's going to turn into a zombie. Yep. What do you do about it? Uh, we asked this question on, on the Facebook or on, on one of our other things. And Kristen Jacobson, Valen, responded and said that Valen would absolutely make sure that they, you know, A, didn't spread the disease and be were put to rest would absolutely be okay with with killing that person mm-hmm. um thanks Kristen, for uh sending that in
1: <laughs> i mean yeah that's what you gotta do
0: yeah but could you do it like i'm thinking in real life like oh in, in real life in larp life i don't think i could and i i had like a i heard a good like a good explanation of of something similar is like, well, maybe I would just like lock them in a room with a bunch of their favorite food. Yeah. And like, be like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what I do. That's something you do see a lot in like zombie horror movies is there's like, someone's got like their mom or something that's turned into a zombie and they just Mm. can't, can't do it.
0: Yeah, I think it's different too. Like if they're already a zombie Yeah maybe it's one thing. Because it's like the difference between looking Right, or but
1: if they haven't changed into a zombie yet, but you know they're going to.
0: But you know they're going to. And you know that they might infect you and other people you love.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Listeners, if you are listening, you should comment as to what your character would do. Uh, or would be able to do in a situation like that. Wait,
1: what your character would do, or what you would do in, in real life? That's I know, it's like two the, different things. <laughs> yeah, it's two different things.
0: I guess, like, yeah, because... Okay, so in the characters that I've PC'd, and I haven't PC'd that Magistry, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but in the characters that I've PC'd, I think, I think I would have a hard time killing somebody. I might, like, if it was my friend, I might find somebody else to do it (laughs) Mm. like go into the tavern and be like hey guys I've got a gold piece here I need a favor oh man (laughs) Um, but I guess it depends on like which character I'm playing too yeah so I guess that's a good question like your character what would your character do let us know in the comments on Facebook or you know in emails or what have you and tell us what your character how your character would deal with the zombification of a close friend. Mm. Did you say what, what Rybin would do?
1: Um I would no, I said I I would I would probably do it. I'd feel really bad about it.
0: Mm.
1: But I'd I'd do what needed to get done.
0: That's true. Rybin's very community oriented I feel.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Rybin, Rybin started out very naive but has uh become fairly jaded at this point
0: Elmerton will do that to you yep
1: it will (laughs) and give you gray hairs
0: (laughs) I still thought it was funny when uh, at the photo shoot last uh you know a couple weeks ago someone was like oh you don't actually have gray hair that's fake
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well someone uh I don't remember who it was but one of the players who started playing in last fall like saw me at at the winter party and was like, and what character do you play? And I'm like, uh, Rybin. he's like, Oh, you look way younger (laughs) out of, (laughs) out of character.
0: Yeah. That's pretty great. All right. Well, I guess this is a good place to take a, a quick sponsor break. Sponsor break. Hmm. Yep. Uh, today's sponsor is inspired by a question from ask Rybin. Uh, today's sponsor is our graveyard. Where can you put a dead body so no one can find it? Well, there's a peaceful plot in Elmerton that can hold all the bodies you want. Find our villi and our graveyard and find peace. Today, we also have a very apropos performance for our Command Perform segment, uh, Strange Ways to Die by Ayan Mistwind. Take it away, Ayan.
3: hit by normal rock stones going to latrine all on your own drowning while standing on dry land laughing on the lord while taking a stand strange ways to die so many strange ways to die strange ways to die. So many strange ways to die. Baked into some kind of bread. Being mistaken as undead. Arcane rift sacrifice. Participating in a jinking challenge twice. To die, so many strange ways to die. Strange ways to die, so many strange ways to die. Circle of protection gone wrong, bleeding out for way too long, cornered by the DOD. Caught by shadows, while trying to flee. Strange ways to die. So many strange ways to die. Strange ways to die. So many strange ways to die. And enemy lines. Assassinated on the porch of aces, swarmed by angry creatures at the tavern. Just being a resident in Elmerton, They may not rhyme, but they might possibly be the strangest ways to die. The strangest ways to die. The strangest ways to die So many strange, so many strange ways to die
1: Welcome to Ask Ribin' Anything! Disclaimer! The opinions expressed here are for informational purposes only, and not for the purpose of providing legal advice. The opinions of Reibben Van Holt are completely in-game, may not reflect the opinions of Andy Doucette or Magistrate staff, and may be factually untrue. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome, especially when time travel is involved. Oh, hello. I was sitting here in the library with this coffin nail that I am avoiding drinking, and sorting through some of your letters. Quite a number of morbid questions this week. The first one's from Arvili, and Arvili asks... Who do I go to in town if I need someone brought back to life? Eleonora, Aralia, Simon, and Magento can all cast Resurrect. Possibly Mira depending on the phase of the moon. That's pretty much it for people who can cast it. Several other people may have scrolls tucked away for a rainy day, although I myself do not. Someday soon, hopefully, but those scrolls are expensive. Arvili asks, So who do I go to in town if I need someone dead for self-defense reasons? Um, well, I would first suggest the town guard. They are the legal representatives of House Lavendros, and if there is a legitimate threat to your person, Commander Windsaber, Lenarian, Silver, and Sandow have the authority to deal with it. If it is mercenary services you require, purely for protection, of course, um, there's also the Ebon Wolves and Frey Fiddlesticks' group, the Fang and Claw, I believe they're called. Let's see if I can find one that's not written by Arvili. Ah, here we are. So how do you get bloodstains off a sacrificial dagger that I found already bloody, I didn't do it, signed, not RVly? Really? Really? Ugh. Next question. Heinrich Lockberg asks, what's the best ways to ward vampires or kill them? Vampires are intelligent undead that are very difficult to kill. Ordinary vampires are very resilient and they while they can sometimes be defeated by ordinary means, a wooden stake that has been silvered is often required to be driven into the heart to actually finish them off. For powerful vampires and vampire lords, the stakes must be prepared with specially researched rituals specific to that vampire, and the stake must usually be engraved with the vampire's true name. When it comes to warding vampires, this is very difficult as well. I don't know what folktales you've heard, but most of them don't work. Sunlight, magical or otherwise, is a powerful weapon. All undead can be turned by the spell turn undead. However, most undead are bolstered to resist this. Many people are quickly discouraged when their first or second casting of turn undead doesn't work. This is a mistake. Most prepared undead will be able to resist the first two or three turnings they're subjected to. So if you're going to use that method, make sure you're prepared to do it several times. Uh don't rely on circles of protection and the like toward vampires um, as they can become intangible and bypass magical and physical barriers. Dimensional magic of other sorts can be useful in detaining them, and I once saw a vampire just plain banished to another dimension. I hope it was a sunny place. Well, that's all the time I have for today. Until next time, keep asking questions.
0: All right, so now is where I get to kind of sneak in to sneak in dream into this episode on death. There, here it comes. <laughs> we're going to talk about repose, uh, specifically, how we can use it to describe immortality in all of its forms. Um, and just, you know, while we're talking above, oh, <laughs> I say above because it's on our document, but Uh, While we were talking before about, like, not choosing to have your character die permanently might make it sound like we're saying your character's immortal, but really it's just assumed that if you don't choose to have your character die permanently as a result of their time uh, in Elmerton or in whatever town we're in, then it's assumed that someday they're going to die of old age. (laughs) Um, sure. it, it doesn't mean that they're going to be immortal forever. It just means that you're not choosing them, or choosing to have them die in that time period.
1: Right. So depending that's, on how how long your your character's race usually lives,
0: or if they've had that's you know, listed in the yeah, if they've drank a uh, an elixir of life,
1: <laughs> or yeah, or something.
0: I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> Sorry, there was a goblin I know that did in fact drink an elixir of life. Uh-oh. So, that said, like if you could be immortal, would you want to be? I'm asking this to you, Andy, and I'm also asking uh, oh, to, to the Misa's listeners name. as well. If uh, if you or your character could be immortal, would you want to be?
1: Uh. Like I feel I- Oh, go ahead. I think, my, my answer, well, and, and Rybin's answer are, are similar for obvious reasons. But uh, I think I don't think immortality is necessarily the best way to go. But I think that legacy is important. Oh, like yeah. Like the 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 Van Holt family name has has meaning for Rybin, and that's something that he wants to 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 perpetuate and 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 make his mark with that. And uh, but in terms of immortality itself, I. At a certain point, there's a time to to let go and pass pass it on, but it's important to leave a to leave an impact to make an impact and to leave a lasting mark
0: i like a hundred and ten percent agree with that um it's It's something that like you know I've been listening to a bunch of other podcasts and they're talking about the possibility of like downloading your consciousness and mm. you know being able to to live forever or even like Uh, if they develop a a way to keep your body living forever. And for me, it's like, I think legacy is important. I don't think immortality is as important, especially since like, it's such a mystery. And I I don't, I am not one of the people that believes that um, things just end when you die. And some Mm -hmm. people do, and that's great. But
1: so you want to solve the mystery? I want to solve you the mystery. You want to mystery. experience it? You <laughs> want to, or at least experience it.
0: I want to. You see want to find what's out what's there. on the
1: other side. And if it yeah. turns
0: out that there's nothing and it's just the end, well, then, then <laughs> what, what if what if I what if I, lo- what I lost by <laughs> anticipating something else? You know, I don't. At that yeah. point, I'm not going to care. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that like, uh, I don't think I'd want to be immortal. I think I'd like to live for a very long time to experience a whole bunch of stuff. But I'd want sure. to, you know eventually figure out that next mystery. Yeah. Um and also like I, something that was like brought to my attention was like who you are is is ultimately defined by your finitude, right? Like you make choices because you have a finite mm-hmm. nature of time and resources that that are available to you. So the choices you make based on the finitude of those Resources are what makes you makes you you. So mm-hmm. like, if you were a mortal like, could could you? Who would you be? Could you be you, or would you like? Yeah. Would could you be a unique individual when you don't have the finite nature to force you to make choices to be that unique individual?
1: Yeah, it would cha- it would change you on a on a fundamental level. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh in a lot of uh stories like uh, Lord of the Rings, for example, the, the elves are are immortal but they've basically like they've done all the things they were gonna do centuries ago and like humans who live for a short period of time are the ones that are the movers and shakers and doing all of the 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 things right the ones that gonna are gonna inherit the world and they're they're, they've short lifespans but because of that um they do so much in their lifespans
0: right yeah and i think that that's a that's a good point too like the and it kind of um begs a, a, a sort of like apathy towards the world like can you care mm-hmm. if you're like well it doesn't matter like yeah. this is just a blip in yeah, it's
1: all gonna sort itself out in a couple hundred years anyway
0: right i don't think i'd like that like mm. give me short and bright <laughs> or maybe not super short <laughs> my candle but...
1: burns at both ends it will not last <laughs> the night
0: exactly um all right so like speaking of this idea of immortality and legacy if -hmm. you had the option would you rather have your mind destroyed and have the legacy of your body live on with like an imposter inside like if it was like a a disease or if it was uh something possessing you or whatever so your mind's gone but your Mm -hmm. body lives on um Mm -hmm. or would you rather have your mind live on inside like a, a host body but have your your physical body is destroyed and gone
1: um i'm going to go with the obvious answer <laughs> and my mind survives <laughs> and I, I i don't really i don't really care that much about my physical body i the as far as i'm concerned it's the the, the mind is is what's important
0: yeah um, the
1: mind the mind is what's me
0: and that's what brings us to the other side but granted of death. it's yeah. Right? Like, uh, I I tend to agree with you. But go ahead. Before I before I segue into repose, yeah. go ahead and...
1: Well, but yeah, gra- granted... What was I going to say? Oh, granted, Um, like, your body and the way you experience the world in your body influences your mind in a lot of ways. But, like, if I had to lose one or the other, it's definitely going to be the body.
0: Yeah. And, like, that's, I think... Like I was saying, it's a good segue into the dream aspect of death and how it kind of um, parallels that that The dream and death realms kind of parallel each other, and dream and death mm-hmm. is its own liminal repose. Um, yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, your mind, and, and it's not entirely who you are, because, oh my gosh, this is going to get complicated. But, like, your mind is what connects you to the world. I think in, in a more... Uh, important way than your body. And maybe that's not a hundred percent true, but okay. This brings us into like the, the soul versus spirit aspect of, of majesty and, okay. and where yep. the mind kind of fits in because, you know, obviously dream yep. is tied to mind and it's tied to sleeping and it's, you know, whatever. And it doesn't have a whole heck of a lot to do with spirituality. Um, so like when you are dreaming at magistry, like if you, if your dream form came out just completely independent or if like your psychic shade or whatever, like that, that psychic energy came mm-hmm. out, it would maybe not be able to be recognized by anybody as being Rybin or as being, you know, Porter or what have you, because okay, that is just your connection to kind of, and before I get deep into some of this stuff, please realize that this is uh, not necessarily the hard and fast <laughs> way things work. it is the okay. way that I understand things work um and it could you know could change but anyway so yeah like your your physical or your, your psychic energy is different from your um your form, which spiritual is your body energy. which is different your from real, your yeah. spiritual sure. body yeah your spiritual energy sure and uh so yeah, like I think that 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 's what makes it a really cool connection to to dream. Like, when you die, all that psychic energy kind of goes back into the, the universal mind. Um, yeah. And what's left is, like, the impact that you have made on the world. Like, so your, mm-hmm. your psychic energy goes back into the universal mind. Your spirit goes to the spirit realm. And right. um, what's, what's left in the, the physical world of Majesta is the time, the space... And like the impact that you have made on Majesta, and that's what is like the soul. That's what your soul is. Right. Um, right. So Other I was people's
1: impressions and remembrance yeah. of you, an echo of you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of like during the Festival of Souls, uh, when you see mm-hmm. all those soul speaks around. The reason that they are able to kind of manifest themselves in that in that way is because like they're manifesting themselves kind of as spirits or as spiritual energy, because that's when that right. the veil between the spirit realm and Majesta is thinned. So yeah, it's going to glom on to the spiritual energy of that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking to, to Paul about this, like we went for a walk and I, I was talking to, to him about the possibility of like that little, that impact on that you've left on the world, that, that dent in the time and space of, of Majesta. Um, if that could be manifested in different ways like for example if you go if uh you go to a haunted house right and you've been mm-hmm. told a story that this is a haunted house and it's this person whose husband killed her and she wasn't able to finish um this task that she really wanted to do so you go to this haunted house and yes this person did live there and it you know they did have this thing but all of these impressions and all of these like memories and all of these stories of this haunted house are now kind of glommed onto that. So maybe it's not a spirit right. at all, but maybe it's like a manifestation of all this psychic memory-related energy that is only there and is only has a task to finish because everybody in the world thinks that. Because they everyone have a believes task to that it does. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, he was like, "Yeah, that's it's very much like giving agreement in that way." Like, when mm-hmm. you give yeah. your agreement to something, you're giving it power. So, yeah, if you give your mental energy to say that this is how someone, this is how this, this should manifest, then, yeah, absolutely, it could. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I don't know how that exactly fits into immortality, except that, you know, you kind of live on on Majesta through the... Uh, yeah, but
1: it's filtered, It's it's what you've done filtered through other people's perceptions of what you've done right. and what you what you need to do. You know, if it's if they believe that, you know, your your soul still has unfinished business, it's because they other people believe it, whether or not you believed it or not is irrelevant at that point because yeah. you're not there anymore.
0: Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, you can walk across the street and, you know, leave an imprint of yourself on, on who's there. And that's going to be very different from when you go back across <laughs> the street and have a drink in the bar, you know, it's, yeah. um,
1: but like you could have a, an interaction with someone that you don't remember, but that person will remember it for the rest of their life Right. and, and, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I know I've got like childhood memories and I'll, you know, I'll to you, do you remember when we did this? No, like, I, I don't remember that. Like it, it wasn't something that was significant or formative for my parents necessarily from, mm-hmm. from their perspective, but it was for me and they, I, I'll, you know, remember it strongly, but they don't remember it, but I might be, am I remembering it the way it actually happened or am I remembering it based on filtered, based on 20 years of life experiences that have come after that?
0: Right. I guess that like, gets more into to legacy, I suppose than immortality, yeah, but in a way it is, and you know at the risk of uh getting emotional, like I think that is uh for those of you who don 't know, we had an n p c in our ranks, her name was jess Sarah. Um, mm. And she was with Magistry for a couple of years and wonderful, wonderful person, very creative. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's like almost three years ago, two and a half at this point I guess, she did pass away after uh fighting cancer. Um yeah. but uh you know, it was it was really hard for a while to get back into writing the plots that we had worked together on with her. Right. But I think one of the things that's really kinda helped me with that is that you know, gosh, I still talk about Jess. You know, I still I, I see her yeah. in the plots that we write. She has characters that are still alive yeah. on that. Ma- on right. right. And that's and, and that's
1: a weird thing to think about, too.
0: It, it's weird, but it's comforting. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's hard, I think, in, in a lot of hard cases. to deal with at first. Yeah. But like to know that that cadence is off running mm-hmm. around the world, you know, because yeah. that's what she wants to do is really comforting and i think it is a part of jess you know it's that that impact that jess has put on our world that we will carry with us forever you know yeah and uh so i think that in that way like she is still very much with us and i think that all mm-hmm. of us will carry her memory you know and i think that's with anyone who passes you know you do carry that that memory with you but it is so very tangible at majesty, <laughs> yeah like you know so,
1: In so many ways, yeah.
0: So, yeah. And then, of course, there's making people into books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> um, I, can,
1: I can neither confirm nor deny.
0: <laughs> um, would, would that be something that, like, you would think would be cool? That's a form
1: of immortality,
0: yeah. Do you think that you would, like, if you could only be a book and you could only, you know, talk to people in writing like you couldn't you couldn't Mm -hmm. see you couldn't really like hear necessarily you couldn't have experiences but you could communicate with people in writing and they could write back to you like is that a life that you would want to live
1: um i mean yeah i mean as long as people kept talking to me and telling me (laughs) new stuff like if all they did was ask questions Mm -hmm. oh no (laughs) but if they like told me stuff and they're like, oh, by the way, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and then can you answer this question? Be like, oh, yeah, sure. But if I was just, like, if, if like, if, like, everyone just, like, wanted stuff from me, but no one ever, like, gave me anything in, in terms of more information about what was going on, um, this is, I'm answering this mostly as rib, as, yeah, I'm answering this as Ryb and pretty much, <laughs> like, you know, but, uh. Like I don't know. Like these days, I spend a, a lot of time interacting with people via like text message or Facebook or 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 email, as opposed to actually talking to people like sure. in person or on the phone. I so I not even think about I mean, that. I mean, it's it's not that much of a stretch um, to imagine uh, existing like that.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, guess as long as as long
1: as as long as people are, are, are still talking to me and, s- and sending me links and, and interesting stories and stuff, then, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but.
0: Yeah, I guess you can still develop relationships and stuff like that. You would just not be able to experience yeah. things in the same way.
1: Right. It'd be a different form of existence. But, yeah. Yeah, I'd be OK with that, I guess. It <laughs> wouldn't be my first choice, necessarily, but it wouldn't wouldn't be my last either.
0: So you hear that guys? Even if you're made into books, you can have meaningful. See relationships. yes, yes. <laughs> and you'd be immortal.
1: Yeah. Or at least you live a really long time. Books can still eventually break down. Unless well, it's a magic book. It's true. That's made specifically to be immortal.
0: <laughs> oh, the knowledge seeker. Well, I guess that's that's all I have right now for for death and immortality and and whatnot
1: um i mean there's more to say but that's all the time we got for now we're over an hour now but
0: yeah there's there's certainly more to say and like these are conversations that are great to have you know in game too and yeah um, that i would love to to talk about in game um and i'm sure i have like a a dream weaver or a or a death related person that at Mm. some point would love to just come out and chat about this kind of stuff but yeah, if you guys uh, have comments or if you have things that you would like to talk about or questions that you would like to ask Rybin, I guess this is a good time mm-hmm. to say that Rybin's running a little short on some questions, so... I'm
1: running a little low. <laughs> I could use a few more. I've got some for the next episode, but um, <laughs> i definitely like to know find out what you guys want me to talk about.
0: Yeah. And that goes for the entire podcast. If you guys have things that you know you want to yep. want us to talk about, please send them in. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Uh,
1: yeah, that pretty much covers it. everything. Uh, thanks to Say mostly Arvili for, for submitting questions for Ryan to answer this this episode. Um, thanks to Arvili for our sponsor break as well, and Call thanks to and Jay Neal love for love your submission love to love our love command perform love segment. Love. Thanks to Sam Rochford for writing our theme music. You can find more of our music at facebookcom samrochfordmusic. And Thought thank you for listening.
2: You. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Introducing the magistrate. Come as in anything. Be your bridge between the games. People don't understand it. Say I'm too old to believe in magic. The only limit is what you can imagine. So come and listen, la 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 So come and listen, la 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 la
1: This podcast has been a production of Magistry, copyright P-Double Games. You can find out more about our LARP at Magistry.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Magistry. If you have comments, uh, questions, suggestions, or feedback, you can email us at the at magistry.com.